Hi all and welcome to our first episode of 2023. You're back listening to Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO. I'm Kelsey and with me as always, my co-host Melissa. Hello. Hey Melissa, so we're having a look at 2023 and what it's going to bring for us personally and also for all of our business owners listening out there. It's hopefully going to be a year of... um, bit of recovery we've um had a rough few years 2022 was not the greener pastures that i think everybody was hoping for i think everyone was quite happy to see the back of 2022 um so hopefully we do see a good improvement in 2023 and we're going to talk about what the business environment's looking like as we head into the new year that's right but we also do have a little bit of skepticism we understand that there are a lot of Ah, words potentially kind of moving around in the air and just realizing that there probably is going to be some tighter times as well so making sure that you're putting your business in the best position to ride through those essentially unscathed before we get stuck in i just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or get in touch with us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. So first of all, I think we should start off with one of the big tax legislation reforms, and that is one that's coming into effect 1st of April 2023. So we're talking about the changes to the invoicing system within New Zealand. So currently there's a requirement for everyone to be produced a tax invoice for any purchases or sales over $50. Now there's some massive reforms being made because in reality this is it's not practical and pragmatic. It's something that is so frustrating for me and I'm assuming Melissa mm-hmm. you find it the same. Um, technology is changing, terminology is changing, everything is changing when it comes to invoicing. So the first key thing is that Tax invoices will not be a thing. Going forward, we'll be looking at taxable supply information. Debit notes and credit notes will no longer be a thing, and we'll be looking at supply correction information, and buyer-created tax invoices also will no longer be a thing, and we'll be looking at buyer-created taxable supply information. Key thing around this, this is not a one-document-fits-all information. Whatever you can provide to make the IRD or anyone who needs to know justify how you've spent your money and what you've spent it on. Absolutely. So what it means is that doesn't mean that you can uh, you need to necessarily throw out what you're doing now. If you are using a software system that is producing documents that comply with the current GST rules around tax invoices and credit notes, then that is still going to comply under the new rules. Mm-hmm. So you can keep using those It just means that if you are producing other documentation or down the track you are looking to make changes to um, your systems, it means that you can actually have less information because Mm -hmm. the new new rules are actually reflecting the fact that this technology has changed and we can trust that people are actually spending the money that they're saying. Mm -hmm on business expenses and they don't need to it's less stringent than what the current rules are absolutely it just provides a lot more flexibility especially for those in smaller businesses that aren't necessarily required to put down this 
seven vital pieces of information required in a tax invoice. I think of my sister, who's just doing about to do some tutoring um, through a university. So she's doing two hours a week. You know, like it's not necessary for her to provide that, but so long as she can provide a written statement saying what she is providing, the costs incurred on that, that's going to be valid going forward, which is yeah. really, really good. Um, probably the key thing as well is just being aware of this because most bigger finance systems are actually geared to require a valid tax invoice. So this is where it's most likely going to change for businesses. You might not change your invoices, but it might be the ones that you're receiving for your purchases that will be changing. So this will just be a requirement to maybe be a bit more flexible within your finance system. How See how that's going to work if you're going to receive, say, a subcontractor. Is it going to provide you with an invoice, but they're going to provide you with a timesheet, for instance, with a base rate down the bottom, and you're going to see the payment come out. This is what I say about it's valid information that shows that there has been a GST or taxable supply. And probably a key thing to recognise as well is that for those of you looking at biocredited invoices in the past, you had to elect via IRD to actually issue biocredited invoices. However, now there is an option for you to just um, come up with an agreement between the supplier and the buyer. And with that, you are then able to issue these invoices between. And probably one of the most exciting parts is the <laughs> low value threshold. So up until now, we've had a $50 threshold where there was no taxable invoice required to be issued. The IRG has given us the option to increase that from $50 up to $200. So likely those smaller payments are not going to come with an invoice because there is no legal requirement to supply one. And I think that is really reflective of just how much the cost of things and inflation in particular has gone up since GST will have come into effect in the 80s. So what you can actually buy with $200 now is still a small supply to most businesses compared to $50. So it's just, again, reflecting where we are now in today's society and with today's today's costs and the fact that actually having a, a receipt or an invoice for every transaction over $50 is a lot. Mm -hmm. and things happen to receipts in particular. So now it, it is just reflecting that that's actually going to be what is actually now a low threshold. Mm, absolutely. So probably for all of you video clients already, you're likely to receive some correspondence in the upcoming months with just the new requirements that are required. So um, an example of that would be instead of the date the issue is invoice, you're looking at more of the date of the supply. Um, so for anyone else who's not a BDO client and won't receive that automatically, feel free to give me or Melissa a call or a message and we should be able to get back to you with any further details. Otherwise, we might be putting a little bit of this information through our social media channels as well. So probably the next thing we really wanted to head on to was looking at a bit of the business trends we're expecting to see in 2023. So this is something that we've we've pulled from zero, we've pulled from some experts, but we're also going to give you some of our personal feelings and touches on it. So I think, Melissa, how about you start us with dealing with budget shredding cost hikes? Well, I guess it's no secret that costs have been increasing over the past 12 months in particular and with the way that inflation was going in 2022 it really doesn't seem like it's going to be slowing down so it's 
actually business expenses have been going up as a result of that and it's as a business owner how are you going to actually look at those business costs how are you how are you going to keep being a viable business if your costs do keep um increasing the way that they have been because those year-on-year expenses have been going up over the last few years post the pandemic. That's right. We've got a stat in front of us that says business expenses leapt 14% in 2021 alone. Now, we all know that inflation wasn't even growing at that stage. So when you're adding on the inflationary pressures as well, we're looking at some massive yearly increases. So I guess when we think about what can businesses do to combat this, I think it's really important to take a massive stock take your business. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are your business activities? And which activities are actually still making money? And which ones are costing or draining on your resources? It's really looking at the activities of your business and saying, is this actually sustainable for the business to keep doing this activity? Um, or is it just taking up a whole bunch of people's time that you could be better spent towards an activity, a product, a service that is actually making you money. So really we're talking about 2023 being the time of making hard decisions. Mm -hmm. Business owners making hard decisions. What am I doing? What am I going to continue doing? What am I doing in six months' time? And being really firm on those decisions. And I think sometimes we get scared of, you know, ceasing a service line or ceasing an activity because stopping something can be seen Mm -hmm. as a failure. Cutting the old product that's no longer serving you is not a failure. It's just making sure that your business is actually reflecting the current economy, what your customers are actually demanding from you now. It's making your business more like a person. Like when you're a child, you do dance lessons. You're not sort of dance <laughs> lessons at 35, you know? Like there are things that have to change within your life and within your business. Now, probably key when we're talking about those cost hikes is thinking about this inflation tab. So we've got massive cost increases. Who's picking it up? You or your customers? And really, it is a tough call to make. You know, we know that pricing and increasing your prices that you're charging your customers is always a difficult challenge in business owners. You know, sometimes are reluctant to do that because, you know, if you feel like you're the only person that's increasing your prices, then, you know, I've, I've heard clients say before if I increase my prices you know what's to say that my customers aren't going to go to one of my competitors instead because pricing yourself out of the market and I think in this environment it is important to realize that this is going to be something that every business needs to look at and if they're not looking at it chances are if you know we don't know when this inflationary hike is going to end we will hope it's going to be soon that you know that starts actually turning around and we don't see these shifts in inflation and interest rates like we've been seeing in 2022 but there's no guarantees on that that's right and i guess my view of what i've seen with clients is that we all think that the only thing a customer thinks of is the price but they don't they're thinking of the service as a whole they're thinking of the product they're receiving they're thinking of the person that's on the other end of the phone And I had a conversation with the client actually not very long ago, and we were talking about pricing and going pricing up. And he said, look, eventually we do need to get, say, I need a 30% increase. And it's like, eventually I need to. I said, well, at the moment, customers are expecting price increases. 
when you're expecting a price increase and increase is fine you can't then in two years time when no one else is increasing prices make your increase in order to get to what you need to be like it's almost like a do it well it's anticipated yeah seems to be quite a good good solution for some business owners as well and you know this is something that the entire economy that everybody is is having to deal with whether they're in business or whether they're just consumers so you as a business you don't have to pick up that bill of that inflationary increase because all that's going to mean is that you actually can't cover your cost because you're paying more to your suppliers but you're not receiving that same uplift in your sales so you end up just eating into your profits and if this was if this inflationary increase was to last into 2024 2025 which nobody's hoping for but you never know and if it does keep going how long can your business sustain actually covering the cost of that inflationary increase for your customers because all that's going to do is mean that you're taking less home out of the business which again that's eating into your lifestyle and your business can probably only sustain taking that hit for so long before you have to start looking at the viability of your business which again you don't want to get yourself in that position so absolutely so almost like a trend of renewed focus on actually checking your pricing looking at your margins and seeing how your margins are now comparing that with if there's a 20 percent increase in supply how your margins will need to increase in order to get you back up to earning the same money you were earning before i think that's where people Customers sometimes look at something and go, oh, they're just making so much money. My prices are going up. You're generally not putting an extra margin on at all. You're just keeping up with price increases and inflation increases. Absolutely. So I guess the third kind of trend we see is, we've heard a lot lately, is there's this anticipation of there being a recession. And a recession tends to mean like a contracting of the economy, which means that generally there will be job losses. Now, what we've had to date is we've had employers, especially small businesses who have been needing employees who cannot find them. So what we're thinking is 2023 is going to become a bit of a poaching season for smaller businesses. When we think of medium and we think of larger businesses, they tend to lay people off quite drastically they don't have the same personal feel that you do with a small family-owned business and it's quite a fast way for those bigger businesses to reduce their costs so we're hoping that this might give some of those smaller businesses a chance to get some really really great employees for the much-needed help that they need absolutely what we've seen in 2022 is that the the employment market has really been an employee's dream market at the moment they could walk into any job and because everyone is really struggling to find labor at the moment they can almost demand whatever pay packet that they want and you know businesses have been so struck for labor that they have just sucked it up and paid that so Mm -hmm. that they can get bums on seats and get people actually doing the jobs Mm um and that does generally favour larger businesses because they do have 
the recruiting power and HR lady who knows how to interview staff, the process, everything like that. And they probably do have more reserves, mm. cash reserves that they can eat into to pay those higher wages as well. Pay the recruiter. Yeah. Gotta find them someone. And what what a potential recession is going to see is that you know that that will change because businesses as Kelsey said, will lay people off. Mm-hmm. Um, those bigger businesses, which is, isn't is what we want to be seeing, but is unfortunately the reality you see in a recession. Employers will be able to start negotiating the terms of those employees' contracts a, a lot more than they have been at the moment. Absolutely. So that should see small businesses actually be able to compete a little bit more for labour, get people into jobs and get prepared you know see what you actually will need from your employees yes to understand those roles yeah. that currently have been vacant they might have changed if they've been vacant for 12 months chances are what you needed 12 months ago is not what you need now so being really firm on what that jd will actually look like as well yeah keep reflecting on that because you know, if you reflect on it now in January, you know, if this is an eventuate and you still can't fill that role for another two or three months, mm-hmm. make sure you're revisiting that to see what it, you actually need, what value you see in that employee so that if something was to happen with the economy and jobs did start um, to disappear and unemployment did start to go up mm-hmm. at the beginning of a recession, if that is what is going to eventuate, um, if you still have roles to fill, you may be able to fill that at the drop of a hat. Absolutely. So you need to be ready to move as quickly as possible if you find the right candidate. Yes, and because although we say that there's the chances of redundancies and whatnot, I don't, I don't think many experts are expecting there to be a flood of employees. So you do still need to be on your game to get those couple of people that slip through the cracks that you really want to employ within your business. And then if we look at our final trend that we're expecting, it's all around tech, which is why Melissa is by far (laughs) the best person to be talking to us about this. And it's about supercharging your productivity, making productivity your superpower within your business. I think... On the podcast before, we've talked about in New Zealand, we actually have quite abysmal productivity mm. rates in comparison to other um, developed economies. And the fact is, since since the pandemic, we have seen an uptake of changes in technology that businesses are actually engaging with. And it's not letting yourself be left behind it's looking at what your current processes are, how you could possibly improve them, how you could adapt technology to help make processes that you have to undertake as part of your business, how to make them less cumbersome for employees to do. You don't want employees doing manual tasks their entire day when they could be doing higher value activities. So Again, it, it's a difficult thing to talk about when we are seeing really high inflation, potentially on the edge of a recession, but it is always a good time to look at what are those manual processes, where are your resources being eaten up with your employees or, or even just your own time, and 
are those things that are most time consuming a good use of your time? And if the answer is no, step back, have a chat to, to people who know the technology and see what technology is out there, what computer systems or any other kind of automation that you can bring into your business that would save time on that and actually get back into those more higher value activities. So it's a cost. And if you did find a system, implementing also does have a cost to it. So it's not being afraid of that cost either. Mm-hmm. It's That cost would be an investment if you're going to save time or see improvements in your business that you're going to be able to capitalize on by by increasing your sales because you've got more time. Absolutely. So it is just taking that step back, doing that assessment, getting the help that you need to actually see what systems could help stop any gaps and yeah seeing that cost as an investment in your business because if you can drastically increase your productivity then you are actually going to be able to do more of those sales do more of those things that bring the money through the door um so that hopefully you're in a best position that if if a recession does happen that you can keep operating because you're running as lean a process as you can. Wowzers, master. I'm not sure I can actually add much more value, <laughs> but 100% agree. It's getting your systems up to date, processes, whether it's systems with technology, systems with people. It is key when it comes into these times. Now, I don't want to get too political on you all, <laughs> but probably a really big event we're looking for forward to in 2023 year is the general election so we've just been notified that that will be happening on the 14th of October and we also were notified of the retirement of our current Prime Minister Jacinda so there's going to be a lot to think about with an election year so in an election year both major parties also some of the minor parties start to throw all of these policies at us so these are going to be really important to be able to look at just so that we can see how this might create a potential impact for us as people, but us as businesses as well for the upcoming years. And I think with Jacinda stepping down as the Prime Minister, it's also going to cause probably a little bit more of an influx of policy than we may have otherwise expected. We were already expecting a little bit. Labour does have control of the government at the moment, they don't need the support of anybody else to get their policies through. Mm -hmm. And that's a really rare thing in New Zealand politics. Mm -hmm. So chances were Labour were going to try and have a look at what key policies they wanted to get through between now and the election anyway. We now have a new Prime Minister as well. So they have already said they're going to be reviewing Labour's policy goals for the next 10 months. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So that could see a little bit of change in the air with some of those uh, policies anyway, and maybe even particularly around economics policy. We don't know yet. Mm. Um, so that's on top of the fact that we will then have the fight over policy that we see every election as to who's going to want to cut tax who's going to want to raise tax. It's always an interesting um, fight that they always say the other one's going to do exactly the opposite of what they want to do. Um, it, it will be, it's always an interesting year. 
it is an interesting year. And currently, from what we've seen, a lot of the policy Labour has already told us about is more about families and about families being able to survive with such high costs. I know that there's quite a few stimuluses around things like working for families as well as daycare subsidies, which are having a massive overhaul on the 1st of April. So we are yet to see many that are going to significantly affect business. So it's definitely something Melissa and I will be looking out for and we will be talking about on the podcast whenever it comes up. Absolutely. So thanks again for listening to today's episode. It's good to be back this year. Now, just a heads up for our episodes for this year. We've decided that we're going to switch to a monthly episode release. Hopefully with something that's really substantial and really going to give you some good benefits. We really enjoyed having some guests on over the last year and a half as well. So we're hoping that we're going to get some fantastic guests to tell you their story and give you a bit of help with running your businesses. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to head along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe so that you can receive notifications on when the next episodes are released. And if you do have any questions for either myself or Melissa or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki.